0: Today, I am featuring Season 2, Episode 4, The Horrors of East Moline, Part 1. On March twenty seventh, 2019, after two years and 15 days of dead time at Shawnee Correctional Center, Dad found himself serving time at East Moline. East Moline Correctional Center had served as a prior mental asylum. When my dad arrived, he noted that it appeared as if no maintenance had been done since the building changed hands. The place was a mess. Dad wrote to our friends and family to get the conditions exposed on social media. On March 28th, my dad got a good look at the East Moline Receiving Unit B-Wing. It was a nasty mess. The screens on the windows were filled with dust and dirt. The deck had a washer and dryer set on the bottom and one on the top floors, the dryer vents were clogged. The exhaust came straight into the day room area. The dryer exhaust did keep the day room warm, which was a plus. This wing had two man cells. The cell doors had locks, but the locks served no purpose. The release button was on the outside of the cell door frame. Anyone could push that button and walk into your cell at any time. My dad did not like the fact that the door was not shut and locked when he went to sleep. At least the cells had a sink and a toilet as opposed to a communal setup. The first night in East Moline was rough. As it was still March, the cells got very cold. The cell my dad was in had no heat. My dad had a set of sheets and a light state blanket given to him upon arrival. He used his coat as a pillow but did not sleep much. The dining hall was a long walk into the cold. He was forced to stand, freezing cold, every day while he waited to be herded into the chow hall. The dining hall's design was right out of the twilight zone. Three walls had been replaced with plates of glass from floor to ceiling. Pillars supported the entire room structurally. A cut into the nearby cliff gave rise to the fourth wall of this room. As you ate, you could look out upon downtown East Moline, Illinois or over the Mississippi River to the Iowa side. Eating in this room was very uncomfortable. The bodies were packed in here. My dad could tell that this room was not built to accommodate such a large population. There were long rows of tables running the entire length of the dining hall. You sat and ate elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder. My dad did not eat much of the prison food. J.B. Pritzker was governor at this time. He had resumed doing business with the Archer Daniel Midland Soybean Company. Prison meals were poultry scraps mixed with soybean sludge. My dad felt like livestock, fed animal fodder to save money on feed cost. My father supplemented most of his meals from the prisoner commissary. On March 28th, his second day at East Moline, he learned about how the East Moline commissary worked. Warden Brennan of East Moline, formerly of Hill Correctional Center, brought with her the severe medium-max policies of Hill. She decided to deny inmates the once-a-week shop that had no limit on the amount of purchase. Once-a-week shopping with no limit comes with A-grade privileges. Any prisoner at East Moline not serving a disciplinary charge was allowed A-grade privileges. Warden Brannon had taken it upon herself to strip all East Moline inmates of A-grade privileges because, quote, it was her job to punish them, end quote. Instead, she only allowed inmates to shop twice a month with a $100 limit in place. This was a, quote, Warden Brannon policy, end quote, and was not the policy at any other prison in Illinois. She was illegally stripping dad, and all the inmates of A-grade privileges, like commissary, without due process of the law. Only the Prison Adjustment Committee can strip the prisoner of his weekly A-grade shop, and they can only do that as a punishment for a rule violation. Law also states that all prisoners of the same security level are to be treated equally. Warden Brannon was legally required to follow the policies of minimum security facilities in Illinois. She was not allowed to make up her own policies just because she was the warden. Here she was doing it and getting away with it. Staff here expected the prisoner to remain quiet and appreciative of their housing. At no time was any prisoner to challenge the warden's policy. My dad picked up on this attitude and decided to ruffle feathers anyway. My dad started a paper trail. He filed a grievance on the commissary issues straight away. On March 29th, after just two days at East Moline, he was already at war with Warden Brannan over this bogus commissary policy. The same day dad filed the grievance, he went to the property office to pick up his property. Prisoners are transferred separately from their personal property. The prisoner arrives at the new institution first. Property usually arrives shortly after. Dad had his typewriter back. He sat down and typed out the grievance. Then he typed out a copy for his own records. Then Dad wrote to me about this bogus policy in place. My dad does not ask for anything he does not have coming by law. Being incarcerated for crimes he did not do made him learn the laws that govern his new environment. His first lawyer, Mr. Cooper, God watch over him, told my dad this. Rocky, you now reside in a house of law. The man works in a house of law, but neither side is above the law. The cops had beat the hell out of my dad at Statesville Correctional Center in 1994. Mr. Cooper helped my dad sue and get paid. My dad was cuffed and shackled when the beating took place. My dad was awarded with $3,000 in damages, 500 from each man that had struck him with evil intent. My dad invested the money in a typewriter and law books. He learned the rules of the house in which he found himself confined. Mr. Cooper was a point, a milestone in my dad's life. Mr. Cooper taught my dad the facts. To quote Mr. Cooper, to beat the man at his own game required learning the law, then winning in the man's arena, a court of law. Listen to the Free Rocky Nation anywhere you can get your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, and so on. Buy my dad's books on Amazon. You'll find titles such as Never Ending Nightmare, chronicling his sham trial that brought him the 65-year sentence in the first place. You will also find 100 Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, 100 more Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, and The Prisoner's Guide to Filing a Winning Grievance. Follow our blog at larryrockyharrisx2 dot com. Email us with your questions, comments, or experiences at Rocky at nation dot org. Like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Larry Rocky Harris nineteen fifty nine.